the AZ Wildcats podcast, joined by Jason Shear. I'm merely Mike Luke. Hello, Jason Shear. Looking trim and uh, look like you just got a trim there. Looking good. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate your your compliments. Did you do that yourself or did Shelby do this? Uh, I did it. I you did it yourself? Yeah. I'm good. You have a little bit of an Al Capone look to you. Thank you. All right. Well, hopefully you're not evading your taxes like he did. So, all right. We got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk about transfer portal possibilities here. The latest on Kashad Johnson, uh, Arthur Kaluma. Where will that million dollars come from? DeMarco Dunn, a lot of different things um, and more NBA entry uh, personnel. But first, we got to talk about Kashad Johnson here. Obviously, the uh, the trip went very uh, well to Arizona, but you know what? When the trip, the last trip is Kentucky, that's never a good feeling there, Jason Shear. And uh, right now, I don't have a good feeling about this. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you never want a kid to be deciding between your school and Kentucky. No matter what school you are, Kentucky's always going to have some type of advantage, whether it's NIL or whatever it may be. I, I don't think Arizona's out of it. Uh, you know, the kid last I heard, which was a half hour ago, had not decided or informed any schools of a decision or anything like that. But, um, you know, Kentucky always has a shot once once they get a kid on campus. Yeah, that's why it's important if a kid, if you get the kid and, you know, you're feeling good about it, that's where Miller was always very good at not getting that kid to take more visits. We don't want more visits after it's been a positive visit. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see Arizona be a little more aggressive and basically saying, look, if you like Arizona enough, and you're ready to commit, let's get this done and, and cancel the Kentucky visit. And I think Arizona, you know, we'll see. Maybe they still land him. I'm not saying Johnson's out, but if he if he commits to Kentucky, I think Arizona's going to regret a little bit not being more aggressive and trying to get him to cancel that visit. All right, we're going to talk a lot more about this, and we're going to talk to uh, DeAndre Ayton coming up next. But first, BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM, here's the deal. Use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for the Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Now, there are no more Suns away game watch parties to my knowledge because the Suns absolutely um, played terrible last night. It was an embarrassing performance. We blame Jacob Franklin for much of that. Now, also, what you can do uh, at BetMGM is you can. Uh, there's new signature bets. New customers can click into an NBA playoff matchup of choice, not with the Suns, obviously. Now, signature bets tab. Each game market has their own unique uh, set. Time of first point. When will player X uh, make two consecutive three pointers? It's very unique and it's very. Uh, Let's just say trendy. That's why a lot of people are into this. BetMGM. All right, now. Let us hear the disclaimer from Shane Diefenbach. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right. Th thank you there, Shane. All right. We're going to talk to DeAndre Ayton, and then we're going to get back to this. Um, 
It's time for the Suns to move on from DeAndre Ayton. I think that that's uh, fair to say. I don't really care what happened, all of that. DeAndre Ayton was just is looks disinterested. He looks checked out. And that's always been something that's kind of followed him is, is he really that interested? Does he really care that much? And I think you saw that uh, I think a parting of ways needs to happen, Jason Shear. Yeah, it's probably one of those situations where it's best for both parties. You know, you get the vibe that DeAndre Ayton didn't want the Suns to, to match and, and to keep him. He wanted a, a change of scenery and it, it impacted him throughout the season. And DeAndre is one of those players where you, you don't really know what you're going to get when you get top notch DeAndre Ayton. He's really, really good. The problem is you don't get that every night or even every other night and you get some bad versions of him as well. And I don't know what they're going to be able to get for him, but I, I do think it's time for both parties to move on. Yeah, and there's a lot of, uh, when it comes to it, there's a lot of, um, you know, I, I, I think the Suns have, I think Monty Williams um, obviously has an issue with DeAndre Ayton. I don't think that there's probably any uh, um, any doubt about that, but it also seems kind of petty. Uh, uh, Gambo had something out there the other day about when DeAndre Ayton signed his extension, Monty Williams didn't even reach out to him, anything like that. So Monty Williams clearly is not a big DeAndre Ayton fan, but I can say at the same time too, it is infuriating watching Ayton at times where it just looks like he doesn't care. Again, there's times when he looks like David Robinson, but there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, somebody else can get that rebound right there. And that, I think, is what just infuriates fans when somebody's getting paid, what, $30 million a year. Isn't it crazy that, like, like Sean Miller got an aggressive DeAndre Ayton? Like, if you go back and watch Ayton at Arizona and uh, and you watch how he played, he was aggressive. Like, I mean, he, he went out there and dominated games, and – for some reason with the Suns, it's it's more of a coasting, you know, and it's – look, I, I don't think him and Monty are a good match, but I think it goes far beyond that. I, I think DeAndre has to realize the effort level and the intensity, the focus it takes to, to win at, at this level. It's not college anymore. You're playing against guys that are, I mean, Jokic and, and other dudes, and it's it's just a different level. One of my favorite things that you were wrong on is when you said Sean Miller could be the next Phoenix Suns head coach a while back. You were definitely wrong on that. It was very would funny. Take, would you but take Sean and Monty? Now, I'm going to ask you this. Did you say that maybe because it was a precursor knowing that they would draft DeAndre Ayton and Sean Miller, image rehabilitated, has a new offense now, heads off to the NBA to coach DeAndre Ayton. Is that what Jason Shear was going for? Uh, no, I was going for uh, he was going to get fired and he may have wanted out. So <laughs> so that was the uh, maybe to the NBA. All right. Well, fair enough. But we do agree. It's time to move. It's, it is time to move on from him. Um, now, uh, maybe uh, let's see your TLN. Tommy's left has uh, said they has said, uh, do you think uh, Aiden will be a lot like Lori? You'll leave a crappy team situation average 25 for a team that actually cares. I don't think he'll average 25, but it, it wouldn't either. shock me at all if he goes to a team, gets reinvigorated, and becomes an awesome basketball player. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. All right. One thing I've got to ask people, uh, why do people keep saying, and we're going to give it back to U of A here in a second, why do people keep saying that Kevin Durant is an alpha? There's nothing alpha about Kevin Durant and his history. Well, so I wasn't surprised by last night. It's because it's he's really good, and I think most people assume that really good players are alphas, but he's he's not. I mean, there's, you know, there's other examples you could point to. Like, Anthony Davis is really good. He's not an alpha, right? Hopefully like he's, he's going to be okay there. for tonight. Yeah, I'm sure he is. 
magically. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you could be a good basketball player, not be an alpha. Like, there's guys where you look at them, and it's like, like Jimmy Butler is clearly an alpha. Like, he's the dude that's going to go. I was know. right about Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, they're going to lose tonight, but, you know, oh, I can't believe oh, the Knicks are going to win this series. Oh, I got a player for you. The great Kobe Thiel right here. Umar Ballo, alpha. Alpha Ballo, you know? Dude, Umar Ballo is the epitome of an alpha right there. I totally agree with you, Kobe Thiel. That's why you're smarter than we are. Also, let me ask you this. Oh, this is also great. Philly B, alpha? Back in the homeland, baby. I mean, seriously, Philly B has his own uh, uh, Mexican food restaurant named after him. That is the epitome of being an alpha. <laughs> now, do you think Philly B has ever been to Circle K? Oh, yeah. 100. Probably the first place he came to. All right. Probably because he's a, he's a smart man right there. And if Philly B's doing it, it, we can all do it. Now, make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer for a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store uh, locator to find circle k's near you you might even find jason Shear, or you might find a jacob franklin there i'm not lying am, am i no you never know you never know all right now let's get back to arizona because again deandre Ainge just really annoys me um by the way andre Barris says can you imagine how but jimmy butler would have handled deandre Ayton or anthony davis it'd be good for him though like they need a guy like like chris paul's kind of does it but if chris paul doesn't play he can't be that guy DeAndre needs that dude to, to get on him. Right, for sure. No, the, exactly. Now, Rich Carrillo says, I think Mike Luke's mom knows more than both of you uh, yokels. I like that. Uh, Mike Luke is legit. If you don't believe me, ask Woody. I would agree. Mom going after Chief was very funny the other day, and he deserved every last bit of it. All right. Now, let's get back to some U of A talk right here. Arthur Kaluma is has put out that he will go uh, that he will transfer if he does withdraw from the draft. I have mixed opinions on Kaluma right here. I would have preferred Kashaw Johnson. I think he's a I think he's a better fit, but there's no doubt about it either that Kaluma is good. He brings you a little bit of versatility. 12 and 8 probably, 12 and 7, something like that. You certainly wouldn't turn him down, but my question is this, where would you get the million dollars? <laughs> PHNX donates a million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm mixed on him, too. You know, I, I don't think he's the greatest. Uh, I would rather have Kashad Johnson. I, better in leadership, better defender. Kaluma's leader of men. It's, I get the appeal of Kaluma. Like, I, I don't think it's, a, you know, crazy if someone prefers Kaluma to Johnson. But, um, you know, Kaluma's going to go through the process. So if Johnson chooses Kentucky – we're probably not going to know about Kaluma's decision for weeks unless right. – because he's, he's at the combine and all of that. So, and, and there's still the possibility that he doesn't even go back to college, that maybe he tests really well and, and stays in the draft. Okay, uh, Andrew uh, Blaho or Blaho, either way, that's an awesome last name. Um, is there any world where we get a lineup of Boswell, Bradley, Kaluma, Tabellus, and Balo? No, because Tabellus is not coming back. Tabellus is gone. Correct. All right, so I just wanted, <laughs> yeah, wanted to see if you would uh, wanted to see if you would object to that one right there, but uh, he's gone. Okay, now a guy that is interesting to me merely because 
And again, just merely looking at names, because again, we've told everybody out there that we need your help to look at the transfer portal right now and or at the NBA draft declarations just to see who's out there. See a guy that is interesting to me to a certain degree. And again, I have no clue if Arizona's even looking at him is Deron Holmes, because again, he's in the draft. Arizona's recruiting his brother. Um, you know, he's a guy that I think that a lot of people would like to have and he might be available. Well, he's not in the portal, so I think he would have to go as a graduate. Right. But I don't know. Uh, could he be a graduate transfer? I believe he can be a graduate transfer as long as he graduated. Right. Right. So, I mean, look, there's there's guys that, you know, graduate transfers don't have to enter the portal. They can just they, go. They could just go. And, you know, he's a, a sophomore listed, but I don't I don't know his situation. Um, obviously, if he entered the portal, he'd be a guy. There's other guys, too, like – I, I know we're looking I'm just at throwing him out as an example of just guys that you looked at with past. Yeah. Connection. I mean, there's guys that are going to come back to the, the draft process and graduate. And I mean, there, even though the portal's closed, graduates can enter whenever they want. And so right. you're going to guys graduate in the next few weeks and be like, okay, now I'm transferring or, or stuff like that. Um, if Arizona in a dream, we're, we're doing this for Yoda though, because he loves to run homes. He's asked me a few times if there's any way Arizona can land them. Um, that's the dream. I don't, I don't think so, but you know, that's, that's again, it's always fun to speculate though on players like this though. And they've done a very good job on the message boards of giving us some players that we should look at right now. And I did this uh, yesterday and there are some interesting guys right there that uh, Arizona net came up with that I think are, uh, I think are fascinating. Again, these are just guests. These are just names that we're looking at right here. Rob Perry. I, I do like, I am intrigued by Rob Perry right here. Sure. Do you know who Rob Perry is? Uh, I haven't looked into him too much. Is that the kid from Murray state? That's the kid from Murray state. This guy I checks off a lot of the boxes that we're looking for right here. Six, four, two, 10 guard who can also put the ball in the basket right there. I like this kid. I would be very intrigued by what Arizona could do with him right here again. And again, it's not like he's great. He averaged uh, almost 15 a game, five boards, two assists, 43% from the field. But that's what you're going to basically be getting with guys like this. And I'm always, I'm, I'm always curious, a guy like Rob Perry, for instance, he averaged like he started and I think he played like the whole game for Murray State. So what – what role does he want? Does he want a place like Murray State with maybe a little better team where he's still playing 35 minutes a game? Or is he willing to play 25 to 30 minutes a game and, you know, on a better team? And so those are the questions you always got to ask with these guys, similar to Kashad Johnson. He would play more on Arizona and he would have more of a role. But on Kentucky, he would obviously get highlighted nationally and make more money and all that. There's People think it's just like, I'm going to go here. That's the best. Like there's, there's multiple facets to, to deciding in the portal. He's a good player, but we don't necessarily know what he wants. All right. Now I'm going to make the case for a player that Sheer does not want, but we should all want right here because I am right on this. But two things, first of all, Fubo TV. Now might say to yourself, Mike Fubo TV, isn't that a uh, 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 clothing line? No, that is Fubu. Phobe or Fubo TV. 
this is what you do. Sign up through the link in the description for people still looking to, uh, to uh, cable cut and be able to watch their favorite Arizona sports shows. This is what it is for you right here. You can watch the Arizona, most Arizona sports at the lowest price, 1,800 hours of cloud TV included in the extra charge. Watch the Wildcats on Valley Sports with uh, Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first uh, month of Fubo Pro. And before we get to the player that I'm going to make the case for, that Jason Shear does not want. It is time for the pick of the week. I am picking the Miami Heat tonight to annihilate oh the New York Knicks. What say you? Uh, are you asking me who's going to win that game? Because we both know the Knicks. I looked at the spreads, and it's five and a half and two and a half for the for the home teams. One of those has to lose. I would agree with that, but I like. So, do you like the Knicks? You think the Knicks are going to win? I think the Knicks are going to win. All right, right there. We'll see. The cheers are wrong right there. Do you we'll think see. so? Are you, taking the, are you taking the Lakers too? Oh, I am taking the Lakers. Yes, definitely. I think the Lakers. Are gonna, I think the Lakers are going to smack them. As long you as AD, as we just got to hope that AD is okay, though. If if I was Steve Kerr, I would take one of my worst players on the bench, whoever it may be, and I would say, "Go run into Anthony Davis." Just First do it. Thirty seconds of the game. Just do right. it. See what happens. Rich Carrillo, we are going to get to fit football and Jed Fish. We've got to talk a little bit more. By the way, Connor Johnson is here, our favorite Oregon State f- fan. Um, we will make we will make fun of Oregon State here shortly. Don't worry about it. But DeMarco Dunn, you and I have different opinions on this. Ex-top 70 kid out of Tucson, goes to North Carolina, doesn't play a ton, enters the transfer portal. I would bring in DeMarco Dunn because I would I think that – he is a rotation guy, probably 12, six, maybe 12, 15 minutes a game. He's pretty athletic. He's tough. I think he adds a little bit there that Arizona doesn't have. I would bring in DeMarco Dunn. Well, we had a middle ground with this conversation because at first I said I wouldn't bring him in. But then you're like, well, as an eight or ninth guy, as an eight or ninth guy, I would bring him in. As my first guard off the bench, I'm a little skeptical because the reason is you haven't seen the production from DeMarco Dunn. You're bringing him. It's like when you draft on potential, you're bringing him in on potential. He could be the two and a half point score. He was at North Carolina, or you could give him a bigger role with the fit. And all of a sudden he's averaging 10 points a game. Right. But if you're bringing him in and you're not super relying on him and say, man, we need 20 minutes out of you right away. I have no problem bringing him in. I just don't want him to be my main guard off the bench. All right. So with DeMarco, so you would bring out, let me ask you this, who has a better college career? Three more years of Philly B or two more years of DeMarco Dunn? Go. I would take DeMarco Dunn. All right. Just wanted to make sure. So you're only back in Philly B to a certain extent. Why can't – why are we choosing one over the other, Mike? Because you don't – basically, it's the best way to put it in there. Oh, TLN says he wants Philly B. All right. Uh, Connor – we're going to get – got to deal with Connor Johnson here real quick because, again, no, Boo, I want you to address the Adam Rittenberg comments, of course. You know the reputable ESPN source that mainly covers the Big Ten, so he has no source. All right. Adam Rittenberg, I am going to take Brett McMurphy. I'm going to take – uh, Auerlin, Marchand, people like that over Adam Rittenberg, part, partially because guys like Brett McMurphy have broken these stories in the past. And my whole thing is this, Connor. Why in the world 
hasn't a deal been signed when you've got all the Canzanos of the world been saying for a year, deals right around the corner. If it's that strong, why hasn't a deal been made? Sheer, what say you? Uh, I like Adam Rittenberg. I think he's a nice guy. Uh, it's hard for me to take someone what they're reporting when they they literally say how sick they are of reporting something. It's like it's um, and and Adam hasn't been reporting stuff respectfully. That's not his, you know. That's not his expertise. Uh, Pete Famel at ESPN would be the guy for realignment. You know, there's there's people I pay attention to, but it's kind of yeah. like you know, if, if I don't pay attention to you, I don't really care what you're saying. As bad as that sounds. Why is Oregon, Oregon State and Washington State are easily the two most unattractive schools in the conference to the rest of uh, basically the rest of the college uh, sports world. So that's why they're very nervous about possibly something happening. Right. Because Oregon State doesn't want to be pushed into the West Coast Conference, which would probably happen. Uh, And at this point, I don't really care what Oregon State and Washington State say. Uh, Give me Oregon president, A.D., give me the Washington president. Give me Robin saying we're staying in the Pac-12 until the Colorado or, or Arizona or Washington, Oregon is straight up say we're staying in the Pac-12. That's it. I don't care about any of these quotes. They mean nothing to me. Yeah, there you go, Connor. There you go. You get your moment of uh, get your moment in the sun. So we agree on Demarco Dunn. We need to talk really quick right here. Oh. Rich Carrillo, Mike, who's a better uh, football player, Roger Craig or Mike Rozier? If you don't ask, uh, Mike Rozier was definitely a better college player. Roger Craig was the superior pro. So that's where we'll go with that one right there. Um, Now, let's talk a little bit about where Arizona stacks up in the conference. But first, we got to talk about Deron Holmes' uh, little brother, uh, Cameron Holmes. Arizona is going to have a very good chance with Cameron Holmes. Not saying they'll get him, but I like how the Tommy gun is getting in early on guys right now, Jason Sheeran. So do you. Yeah, I mean, it, and here's the thing with Tommy Lloyd also. I think we're learning that like there's some learning curves to being a first-year coach or a first-time head coach. And – Arizona at first didn't really offer guys early. Well, now they are. Tommy's learned something along the way. I think the portal situation, like let's say Johnson commits to Kentucky over Arizona, if he does, I think that's a learning lesson for Tommy to be a little more aggressive in trying to close out recruitments. And is Tommy Lloyd too nice? Yes, by far. Um, but you know, it, it's a great thing for us. But um, you know, and, and I and the one thing I will say about Tommy is, and it's different than a lot of head coaches, he's not stubborn. Like he right. is absolutely willing to adjust and learn with all this stuff. So the Tommy Lloyd recruiter now is better than the Tommy Lloyd recruiter when he first started. The Tommy Lloyd recruiter a year from now, I think we'll have learned a lot from this whole process. All right, Betty Cohen, a.k.a. AZ Girl, says, Coach Tommy Lloyd needs a dynamic recruiter. I am going to agree with her on this one right here. We love Jack Murphy right here. Murph's the man. But, again, I still don't quite know what some of the other coaches do. I would like to see, and, again, not calling for anybody's job, but I would like to see Arizona maybe get a little bit more dynamic on the staff. I think it's just really hard to have Tommy and – and Murphy being the two lead guys on every single recruit. And Murphy works his butt off. But even with Murph, you're asking a lot when you hear every single recruit revolves around Murph Murph and Tommy. And, you know, it'd be nice if, you know, C. Robinson, we hear about it with Zoom. But what about some other guys? Ricardo Foyce is not a recruiter. Maybe he helps with internationals. I don't know. But he's not a recruiter. We haven't heard one coach say or one player say Ricardo Foyce's name. 
And it's nice that Tommy Lloyd is so involved, but I think in a way, if you added a, a, a dynamic recruiter to add to Murph and Tommy, all of a sudden you're you're in a much better place than you are now. Well, because that's the thing. I, I, I get it. I know Ricardo, I'm sure Ricardo Floyd does a great job. I'm sure Steve Robinson does a great job. But like you said, and that's my question is we've had a lot of recruits on. We've interviewed a lot of recruits. And every time we talk to a recruit, they never bring those names up. It's always Jack Murphy. Jack Murphy must work 95 hours a week. That's why we like Jack Murphy so much. Yeah, and and, it, and it's not – and look, I mean, you always want him to, to mention the head coach. But, like, you know, going back to the Sean Miller staff, for instance, you had guys mentioning Book. You had guys mentioning Whitford and Danny Peters. And Pat, when Pastor Dick was on the staff, they'd always mention him. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's just a situation where, you know, you want to be able to have one more guy. If you had, and not every staff is filled with the whole staff of recruiters. Very right. rarely do you see that. You and, and if Ricardo Foy is your strategy guy, your game planning, I get it. That's fine. Then bring in another guy to work with that. Or if it's, you know what I mean, it's kind of add to that. I'm going to throw a name out here that we've talked about and you have poo-pooed that won't happen, but I still like the name. Josh Passner. I love Josh, but A, he's not the recruiter that he once was. And B, well, he was it, at Georgia Tech. Yeah, but still, it, it's it's not. That's hey. not. I, I like Josh, but all right, yeah. With that's it. With all due respect to Josh Passner, right there. Okay, timeline on when the overseas guy will commit. When they're going to be? I would imagine that happens in the next month. Yeah, if there are international guy. Uh, if it happens, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully it does. Um, Work on your wink. Try your wink again. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was um, good. I like that. Thank you. Uh, they're still playing. A lot of these international guys are still playing and are going to be playing for the next few weeks. So I, I would say June. Like, I'm right. serious. I, I hate to break this to Arizona fans, but Arizona's roster may not be done until June. We're going to pull up. We're going to pull up the roster here in a second and talk about how it compares to the rest of the conference. By the way, Rich Carrillo, do not worry. We will be getting to Arizona football here. Um, Rich Carrillo says, the great Rich Carrillo, I hear Book Richardson is looking for a job. Tommy Lloyd should give him a call. Book's recruiting scheme is now legal and legit. What says Jason Shear? Isn't that wild? The thing he went to jail for is the thing that's happening with every school in the entire country and every sport. Right. It's really, it, it's really, it's it's baffling. It's absolutely baffling right there. Um, as far as uh, TLN, we threw out right there. Um, I would imagine that Arizona will be will get involved uh, with Kaluma if he were to come back, or if he were to withdraw from the draft, and some other names right there. But again, they keep things very close to the vest right here. All right, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up the. I got you. 115, Sheer. I got you. All right. Jacob Franklin, before we do that, let's do tap and bottle. Tap and bottle. Now, Scott and Rebecca do a great job down there. As you all know, you can get Four Peaks Brew or, you know what, you can just go down there and hang out at your favorite neighborhood bar. We love these people. I will be going there tomorrow or not tomorrow, today, after I go to another place. So I will be there. If I'll be there signing autographs as Jason Shear. But Tap and Bottle, downtown or on the north side, great stuff. And again, support uh, support local, support them, and OGs. Now, OGs was mentioned by Ralmom, one of our favorite people right there, as something that looked like Jason Shear was consuming at some point. Jason Shear, were you consuming OGs? Uh, not at that time. Never before the podcasts. All right. Well, that's good. But there's because there's so much more than gummies. They are about the culture and everything we 
We do. They truly are about making experiences and weaving into the fabric of both PHNX and the sports we talk about. Um, find them at your local dispensary at ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly. All right, Shears coming in here with the optimism. I'm going to come with the pessimism. Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up that Arizona roster again right now. All right. Jason Shear believes that USC, which will be the prohibited favorite next year, with a starting lineup of Isaiah Collier, the number one recruit in the entire nation at the point, Boogie Ellis, 18 per game at the two, Bronny James at the three, and then Vince the Prince, DJ Rodman, Josh Morgan, Kobe Johnson. You like this lineup right here more, Jason Shear. Why is that? That's not what I said. <laughs> That's what I said at That's all. What, I, it's kind of what I you said. said. I said Arizona has the potential – if everything goes right, to now add Kashad Johnson in there, add the two international guys, add a, 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 a above average guard off the bench, and I think the rosters are comparable. Right now, USC's roster is better. But just be patient. Why can't we all just be patient? All right. But again, so you don't like the now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it around on you. You always turn it around on me with these situations, which is garbage. So I'm going to do this with you. If Tommy Lloyd had that USC roster, we're talking about one of the top five teams in the country, correct? Yes. <laughs> we're Lloyd. just talking roster, dude. I'm going to give you the ice cube. You know, uh, well, but there's still, there's still questions I would have. I don't know how USC is going to score. I don't. Right. Boogie is a oh. score. Absolutely. But beyond that, Who's that guy? Who's that guy for Arizona? Uh, I don't know. All right. Now, a great question was asked right here. Um, oh, by the by the way, um, Dirty Dancer, there's a, there's a lot of Andy Enfield hate that goes on around here. And much of it is because of Jason Shear, who has convinced Absolutely. much of the Southwest that Andy Enfield is not a good coach, even though he is a good coach. 99 this and 34 the last four years. Is, this is the biggest season of your Andy Enfield career. No. If he didn't win the conference this season, you got nothing. You got nothing. The elite, they made the Elite Eight just a couple years ago. You've got nothing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but all right. One other team, one other team that we like to make fun of, and then we're gonna get to football here. UCLA right now. UCLA looks terrible. They got rid of the spitter. Um they've got uh Dylan Andrews coming in. Um, who else? Um I got you on UCLA. I'm going to drop some heat for you right now. You ready? What do you got? UCLA fans got mad at me. Well, I don't care. Jalen Clark's probably coming back, but he won't be ready for most of the season because of the Achilles. We kind of knew he was coming back. You can't go to the NBA with a torn Achilles. Uh, Bona is probably coming back. Again, Bona, so they got Clark and, Bo- and then they're getting uh, a couple international guys. I think one is from Turkey and one is from Slovenia. Not against arizona they're not recruiting there so we'll see all right fair enough why are we getting so many texas longhorn fans in here by the way rich carrillo i think makes an interesting point right here about this with the i believe that international players can play but i also believe that we're also at the point too where if you're counting on an immediate contribution from the international players and again lloyd's the best in the business at this and he's batting 0 for three on immediate contributions Hey, can you ask Rich, what was USC's record against Arizona last year? I don't remember. Rick? Um, no, Rich is agree. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. International. I mean, USC, yeah. they can't beat Tommy and 
Yeah, I, come on. It, it's it's you got to recruit the right ones, and they have to be good, just like Americans. Uh, is it a little harder to see how they'll adjust and all that? Absolutely. A lot of these guys have never even been to the United States. You don't know how they're gonna adjust, but it, a good international guy is just as good as a good American guy. It, it's just Ooh. you know. I think Kywin Boswell leads the team in scoring next year. I'm going out on the limb right now. I don't care who they bring in. I think he leads the team in scoring. What say you? Yes. All right. All right. I, well, I think Umar will be close. Okay. All right. I agree with that. I don't, I don't, as the kids would say, I can't hate on any of that. All right. Now, Arizona football time right here. Arizona got a commitment from a kid who is going to be much better and is going to be much higher ranked than he probably should be at this point. And he comes from a school that Arizona has had a hard time getting into right there. And that is something that's going to be very interesting. Toby Mueller, though, from Chandler Hamilton, for the longest time under Dick Tomey, under uh, Mike Stoops, they could never get into Chandler or Hamilton. Those two schools have produced 18 uh, NFL players in the last 14 years. They're good. Uh, so far, Jed Fish is doing well. This kid also is a monster. I think when 24-7 reevaluates him, he will be a four-star. Mike, this guy's a 6'5", 340-pound, 16-year-old. Correct. From, like, I mean, and, and he's got a frame to put on more weight and get bigger. Uh, yeah, like we, we uh, evaluate football 2025 slower, differently. I mean, the kid is going to go up in the rankings. He is a mauler. Um, you know, it, it's really it's, – it's almost uncomfortable saying that you don't worry about in-state recruiting with Jet Fish. He just gets it. He's really good at it. They have a chance for that 2025 in-state class we were talking about the other day to be really good. Um, they're going to land. They're going to land dudes in-state, and they well, prioritize it. And I know that there's guys. I would go as far as to say that Arizona is willing to take one or two in-state guys that they're maybe not that confident in, just because it pays dividends down the road by taking those in-state guys. And there's kid. There's a couple kids in Tucson in that class. You got Desmond Roebuck up at uh, Marana, who they've already offered. You've also got um, uh, David Hinton's kid up at uh, Chaparral, who's going to be a four or not Chaparral, excuse me. Uh, wow. uh, yeah, who's going to be a four-star kid as well. And you've got Tyler Powell's brother, who is considered one of the two or three best players in the class as well. We like Tyler Powell on this show. As a matter of fact, I think Tyler Powell hits the field, ne- not this season, but next season. So there's some pretty good connections there. Yeah, Tyler Powell's one of those guys, I, I've been told by the coaches, and you see it in practice, it may not happen this year, but if he's patient and remains on this roster, which he should, he's going to have a major role. Uh, as a junior, it just so happens Arizona has Tanner and, and Ken Burnett. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're on pace to to have a very nice class in 2025 in-state. There's a lot of talent there. And again, Arizona knows what they're doing when they recruit in-state products. All right, Elijah rushing update from uh, uh, TJ Van Marder. Um, I believe that Arizona will be in it with Elijah rushing till the very end right there. Um, he's a very good player. I do believe that Keona Wilhite uh, will end up being the better player, but that doesn't. But that's also because of how high I am on Keona Wilhite, not disparaging Elijah Rushing. But Arizona's going to be right in it for Elijah Rushing to the end because Jed Fish gets in-state recruiting and he gets the importance of Sal Point. Yeah, I'll take both of those, and then we'll figure out who's better once they come to Arizona. <laughs> right. It's just one of those situations. We can debate them when they're both on an Arizona roster. You take both, no hesitation. Um, and I and I believe Arizona will be right there for both in the end. 
Yes, exactly. Um, I have uh, uh, Andrew. I have no uh, updates on the uh, uh, the West Side, but we're going to have Dave Hickey, the phenomenal AD of Arizona, on next week. Dave Hickey, and I will ask him about that. You have my absolute word on that one. Now, in the uh, one thing about it that I do find interesting, though, at the at that guard position right now, because we talked about this before, um, defensively, I. I have no clue what to ask. And I will. I, I got you, Andrew. Don't worry. I got you. Um, what I do worry about that guard position, and I do worry about a little bit of depth because I'm fine everywhere else. I'm fine at the quarterback, fine at the running back, fine at the receiver tight end. And at the four positions, I feel very good at. At that guard spot is still where I'm a little bit concerned, Sheer. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I was talking to someone for 24-7. We've got an, an interview thing coming out in, in a week or so. And he asked me my biggest concern. I said, the depth at guard. <laughs> that really is because, and you could say this, to be fair, you could say the offensive line depth is the number one concern on just about every team in the country. Right. Because you're not, it, it just, you're not getting a lot of guys that are willing to be a backup offensive lineman. But, you know, if Wendell Moe goes down, they're in trouble. Um, and, and the thing is, when you look at the transfer portal, there's not a lot of linemen. There wasn't a big, Right. lineman push after spring football other positions there were a lot of but linemen offensive linemen there's not and if there are they're getting major nil deals because the big guys are, are going to go after him but um it, it does feel like arizona's one injury away but again arizona must be confident in guard because it moved jonah savanea from guard to tackle so well, in order to make they, that move, there has to be some confidence there. Are they confident in guard, or do they believe that it's easier to get a guard than to get a tackle right there? Because that tackle, and I'll argue with Lamont on this, uh, Lamont believes it could be uh, you know, a guy like a, a Borjan. I don't quite see that yet, but Lamont's much smarter than me. Um, I think they moved uh, uh, Savinea to the outside for a reason. Well, ideally, you have a guy like a Borjan step up, a guy like a, a Jacob Reese uh, Leaf Magnuson, a guy like that takes our the guy Leif, Leif yeah. Magnuson, Leif. and a guy like that takes the next step, and all of a sudden you're a lot more comfortable at JT Hand. One of those guys, you want to see one of those guys take the next step. And Arizona's offensive line looked fine different during the spring, but it's it's hard to evaluate during the spring. Um, you know, obviously that you know I, I do think they're relatively confident, but there's still a lot of time left. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they go and they try to land a lineman from the portal. A lot of of it also is up to Raymond Polito. But that's that's going to be difficult, though, because he's – I mean, it feels weird saying you're a late enrollee when you're actually on time. If he was here this spring, I'd feel much better about that uh, that possibility, sure. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, Polito's one of them. Uh, Elijah is one of them. Elijah Payton. They have multiple linemen coming in. It's just really hard because they weren't there early, but maybe they think they'll adjust quickly. All right. Now, TLN says, breaking, Philly B will play guard for Arizona football and basketball. Wouldn't surprise me. You get a little bit of height in there as well. Wouldn't surprise me. I do now. You might say, now, Philly B, the one thing that we can say about Philly B is that when you watch him, when you watch on his Instagram post, Philly B dresses to impress. I mean, Philly B. Loving life in Tucson. He's loving life, and the ladies are loving Philly B right there. And a big reason why is because of the way he dresses. Now, you might say, how can I look like Philly B? Great question. I have the answer. Shady Rays. 
Take on summer with the best around 50% off when you buy two or more pairs of Shady Rays. This is exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out the best deals of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code word PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try uh, for yourself the uh, Shaded Rays. Uh, uh, five stars by 250,000 people. Jeff Bow, who is currently ignoring me and who is leaving me on unread, the U of A S I D. I have talked to him about this. We will make this one happen, though. Shady Rays, check it out. All right, prediction time, though. Before we get uh, before we sign off, right here, Arizona football. I believe will finish third in the Pac-12 South. Do you go over or do you go under? There is no Pac-12 South. All right, but you know what I'm saying, though. I know there's no Pac-12 South, but out of the traditional six teams right there, it's what I'm going with. I don't think they're going to be better than third. I, but you I, don't think they're going to be worse than third? I think third sounds about right. I will say this. I know on uh, BetMGM, I believe Arizona's win total is down to five. That feels low. That does feel low. And Sheer, that is a great plug right there. BetMGM, Jacob Franklin has already hit the over on that, and he's going to continue – to hit the over he, on that he one. He hit the under on ASU, too. And Jacob Franklin will also hit the under. What is the under on ASU? Do you know? Are they over under? A- Last I checked, it was, I think Arizona went down, but it was five and a half Arizona and five ASU. Basically, Vegas thinks they're the same team. Trent Borgay better start for ASU. Uh, I think there's a good chance. You never know. Yeah, that's what I'm, all right. Now, we're going to put the, uh, we're going to put the hammer to the anvil, or is that the nope. term? Bread in the oven. <laughs> Anvil to the fire. Whatever the, whatever the case may be. Um, Arizona, where do they finish? Again, we'll, uh, they're going to be additions. Does Arizona finish above USC next season in basketball? Oh, you can't ask me that now. I can ask you that right now. Right, you can now, change. Say, right now, I would say no. Okay. All right. What about Oregon? That's tough for me right now. I mean, you're asking me like Oregon's roster is done. Yeah, but it, it's you're yeah, that's very wildcat authority member right now. What's that? You're, you're like your lineup right now is Philly B at the four. You got to just let me play. Let's play it out. Let's just you play love it Philly out. B. Let him cook. Let's just play it out. All right. Dylan fair Anderson, enough. You got a front court of Dylan and Umar. Let's just let it play it out. By the way, you tried your best to run off Dylan, and Dylan said, not a chance. I'm staying here, and I'm back in the A. That might have been the biggest news. There were two decisions. Number one, Dylan didn't enter the portal. And number two, he put a poll on Instagram. Should he bring back the mullet? Okay, that's a very good point. Now, before we sign off right here, last opportunity to mess with Connor Johnson right here. What about Oregon State Athletics is so unappealing besides everything? Yeah, everything. I don't understand the question. What? All right. I yeah, fair enough. Here's the question that should be asked. What is appealing about Oregon State Athletics? That's a great point. Connor, how come the Big 12 does not want Oregon State Athletics? I, I, and I mean hey, look, that. I'm just going to say this. Have you ever in your life heard someone say, you know what? I think I'm going to move to Corvallis. <laughs> have you ever come across? I've got a better question. Whether in football or basketball, have you ever come across an Oregon State fan? No, not unless they're playing. I have not. I, I haven't either. I've come across Washington State fans before. I have yes, not, absolutely. I'm actually, I, now that I think about it, I think the only fan in the Pac-12 that I haven't just like met like randomly would be Oregon State. They don't exist. 
They don't they get, exist. They get overwhelmed by Cal fans. Yeah. And there are no Cal we fans. Love we love Oregon State. It's fine. We do. Uh, Connor Johnson, you're doing great work. And Jacob Franklin, thanks for getting rid of Nelly. I don't know why he was in here talking about Texas and uh, all of that, but whatever. All right. Sheer, where can they find you? WildcatAuthority.com, at Jason Shear on Twitter, and at the Knicks Victory Parade later tonight. All right. You can find me at Iron Mike Luke and PHNX underscore Wildcats. And you can find Jacob Franklin, the great Jacob Franklin, at Jacob underscore Franklin 4. We will be back with you tomorrow. We got Lamont Lovett coming on. And we probably won't make fun of Oregon State, but who knows? Maybe we will. For Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.